Section 52 of Through Fairy Halls of My Book House. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines. Through Fairy Halls of My Book House. Edited by Olive Beaupre Miller. The Adventures of Yell and the Beaming Maiden. And Alaskan Legend. All Alaska was once in a dim gray twilight. There was neither sun, moon, nor stars in the sky. In those days there lived in Alaska a proud and powerful chief named Chettle. On the totem pole before his lodge was carved the figure of the raven. On his deer horn spoons was carved the raven. Into his blankets was woven the raven. On his canoes was painted the raven. Chettle is of the raven clan. Raven keeps guard over Chettle, said the chief, but Chettle was of a dark and stormy mood, dark as the midnight sky. Near him lived Nuchagak, his sister, and often she suffered beneath his anger. Before her lodge, too, rose the totem pole of the raven. Raven keeps guard over quiet one, said Nuchagak, not over stormy one that always shrieks, I, I, I. Now Chettle would have none of Nuchagak in his lodge, and so there dwelt no woman. One dim gray day uprose Chettle and went far, far into the Northland. There, in the midst of the ice and snow, he saw a maiden of dazzling beauty, more beautiful than anything man had ever beheld before. When she smiled, her face beamed and light streamed forth on all about. Maiden, go back with Chettle to his lodge, cried the chief. So the maiden gave him her hand, and glided along by his side. When they were come to his home, Chettle gave her rich furs to lie on, and many precious blankets. He never asked her to make the fire or do the work of woman, but, though he loaded her with gifts, he wished to keep her all to himself. "'Keep your smiles alone for Chettle,' he cried. "'Nay,' replied the maiden, "'I was not made to make happy one only.' I smile on all alike. I give my love to all. Then was Chettle as the storm cloud. Smile on any other, he roared, and Chettle buries you deep, where none shall have joy of your beaming. Ah, the maiden made answer, bury me as deep as you like. You will only shut yourself out from my smile. You can never quench my beaming. I shall go on smiling forever then went chettle and fetched eight small redbirds he whispered to them stand guard over this rebellious maid while chettle goes out hunting thus bids thee the great chettle and he fastened the door of his lodge from without and strode away into the forest no sooner was he gone than the maiden rose and went to the door lo as she beamed on the solid wood a little opening appeared she leaned her head through the opening and smiled on all who passed and all on whom she smiled felt warmed and cheered and strengthened we bloom as the young grass they cried as the grass when the snow is gone then the little red birds made great noise and clamor out they flew by the hole in the roof through which the smoke escaped from the hearth off and away to tell chettle thundering with anger his eyes flashing lightnings back came chettle 
he seized the beautiful maiden and thrust her into a great wooden chest then he forced down the lid made fast the lock and carried the chest away to a dark little inner room that no one was ever permitted to enter there said he now that smile is hid where chettel shares it with no man ah but the world was dark and in it was no joy at all for chettel all the people began to wail and lament never before was such darkness give her back to us the maiden that beams they cried yet chettel would not relent and restore to them the maiden then came to chettel nuchagak his sister set her free the maiden said nuchagak on your totem pole the raven frowns frowns at the deed that chettel has done up rose chettel like a whirlwind he fell on his sister's lodge and raised it to the ground the totem pole before her door he hacked to bits and cast the raven to the winds chettel cares not for the raven he cried chettel does as he pleases and you little snarling fox forth with you into the forest and come no more back to chettel lest he serve you as he did the maiden in grief and sorrow nuchagak wandered down to the sea as she stood there weeping lo a raven appeared before her be not sad good daughter said the raven you shall have a child that will be greater than chettel train him up to be a man and he will yet save you and the maid so nuchagak went away built a rude lodge in the forest and set up before it the totem pole of the raven soon there came to her a son the child was beautiful and wonderful in ten days he had grown to the height of a man and mastered all the knowledge that belongs to manhood then the mother knew that there had come to her yell yell the ever-living one who always was and always will be who appears to men in whatsoever form is suited best to the need of the time when yell had made nuchagak a comfortable lodge and gathered for her a goodly store of food she sent him forth to face chettle straight to the great chief's lodge went yell i am your sister's son said he then chettle saw that he was a goodly youth and dared not do less than bid him welcome but in his heart he said he knows the secret of the maid i shall soon find means to be rid of him when there came the dim gray dawn that was all there was to the next day's light he took yell in his canoe and paddled out to sea to fish for great fish said chettle far far out he went till the shore had long faded from sight and the waters lay black of boundless depth beneath their rocking keel then chettle overturned the canoe and plunged yell into the deep let him find a lodge with the whales cried he he is not welcome to chettle and he righted his canoe and made his way back to shore but yell dropped quietly to the bottom of the sea walked safely over the smooth hard sand and appeared at evening at the door of his uncle's lodge ha muttered chettle some whale must have borne him back to shore mayhap the whale is his totem but there be other means to put him out of my way the next day he took yell out into the forest there in the midst of the deep dark grove of cypress spruce and hemlock 
set up high upon poles. It was hewn of a solid log, and had been burned with fire to hollow out the center. Step into the canoe, son of my sister, said Chettle, and chip off the burnt wood about the sides to make the inside smooth. Yell did as his uncle bade him, but while he was bent over at work, Chettle sent a great log crashing down and pinned him in where he sat. If whale be your totem, he jeered, what can save you now? No sooner than he was gone, than Yale reached out his arms. At that, the canoe fell to pieces, and Yale stepped forth from under the log. Then he picked up the different parts of the craft, put them together again, and finished it complete. That evening he appeared at the door of Chettle's lodge, bearing the great canoe on his shoulder. Then Chettle's tongue was dumb. But when the night was come, he crept up to the couch of skins whereon his nephew slumbered. I shall have you yet, cried he. Just as his hand was at the youth's throat, Yell turned himself into a raven, slipped out of his grasp, and flew up into the sky. Ah, he is the raven, the raven himself, cried Chettle, and he minded how he had cried out that he cared not for the raven, but would do what pleased himself no use to contend with the raven and he plunged off into the forest then came yell back to the lodge and found his way to the darkened chamber he groped about in the gloom until he came upon a chest now said he at last i shall set free the maid up came the lid beneath his grasp but out of the chest rose no maid instead there flew forth a glistening flock of tiny white birds that darted up into the sky and lo they became the stars. Then Yell groped about again till he once more fell upon something. He pulled up the lid of a second chest, but still no maid appeared. One great silver bird with pale gleaming wings soared up into the sky, and lo, it became the moon. Yell will not rest until he finds her, cried the youth, and he searched again till he found a third and last chest. Heavy was its lid far heavier than the others. He forced it up, but a little way, and a light shone forth through the crack, like the first faint rose of dawn. As he pulled it higher and higher, the light became dazzling gold, streamed forth in boundless splendor, and flooded all the room. Then up rose the smiling maiden. Well done, Yell, said she, and she floated in shimmering glory up to the sky. Behold, she was the sun. Then Yell rejoiced, and Nushagak rejoiced, and all the people on earth rejoiced. It is gone, the cold and dark, they cried. Light and warmth are come. Behold, we bloom again like grass when the snow is melted. As to Chettle, when he saw the shining maid in the sky smiling on all the world, he went off and hid himself in a dark cave on Mount Edgecombe. There he became the Thunderbird. He is still trying to shut up the sun and keep her from beaming. When he comes forth, the flapping of his great wings makes the thunder and the flash of his eyes the lightning. But no matter what walls of clouds he builds up to shut in the sun, her smile always finds a way through them. And to this very day, from her place in the sky, she beams in gentle radiance on everyone alike.
End of section 52. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah.